Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers and first-time listeners? Welcome to the open-minded talk show that I call Inquiries of Our Reality. I assume you're here because, much like me, you crave deep conversation on unconventional and sometimes uncomfortable topics and never stop questioning the reality we all reside in. Today, though, I have a somewhat comforting topic for some, but a petrifying topic for others, the paranormal. But before we can get into that... Of course, we got to run through the front of house stuff. So if you guys enjoyed the show and you're not a first time listener, and hey, even if you are a first time listener, if you don't mind taking an extra five seconds to drop a five star review on Spotify, I would definitely appreciate it. And if you're willing to take an extra 30 seconds to leave some kind of nice typed out five star review on iTunes, of course, I will definitely give you guys a shout out in the show. It's an awesome way to uh, help the show grow and get seen by new people. And another way to help the show get seen by new people, of course, is to uh, share with a friend. So if there's a specific episode that you guys really enjoy, don't hesitate to share it with a friend that you think just might enjoy it. And if you guys haven't already, go and follow the show on social media, of course. The one that I'm the most active on is Instagram. So that's the best place to get any kind of updates or know anything new going on with the show. Uh, You guys can also pop over to the Telegram or the Discord to uh, hang out with some like-minded inquirers and open-minded individuals. And uh, those are always growing. So hop in, have an awesome conversation, meet some new friends. And uh, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, experiencer, contactee, uh, open-minded individual, philosopher, the list goes on and on. I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you. So don't hesitate to shoot me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. You guys, of course, can also shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, that's the one that I'm the most active on, as I always mention on the show. And uh, you guys can also go to the link tree and fill out this submission form, and that will go directly to my email. Um, Keep an eye on your spam and junk folder, of course, and make sure that my reply doesn't get buried or lost in there, because I do respond to every single email that you guys take the time to send me. And uh, if you guys can't get enough of the work that I'm doing, you guys can always pop over and check out Bizarre Encounters with my two awesome co-hosts, Orin and Jenny. 
And uh, you guys can also go and check out Open Minds Media on Instagram to kind of keep tabs on everything that I do all in one place. I figured that that'd be the best way to do it so you guys don't have to follow multiple pages. You guys got a one-stop shop. So go and check out Open Minds Media. And if you guys want to support the show, there's multiple ways to do so. Uh, The number one way, of course, is to go over to Patreon and become one of the awesome Patreon members such as Brian, Brandy, Steven, and Sick Maggot. And of course, that list is always growing. There's multiple tiers, of course. Uh, All of them have different benefits. So those are always ever-growing, always expanding. But you'll get things such as ad-free episodes, uh, early access to episodes, live episodes, live replays of episodes if you're not able to make it to that. And uh, there will be some Patreon-exclusive shows, of course, coming in the future. So go and check out the tiers, see which one fits you the best. If you guys want to donate to the show directly, uh, you guys can do so through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or you guys can go to Red Circle, which is the RSS host, and you guys can donate to the show directly off of there. Uh, The third way, of course, to support the show is to go and check out the Open Minds Media merch store, where there you will find merchandise for all the different shows that I do. You'll even find the uh, Open Minds Media logo on a shirt if you guys like that. But the one thing that I do request, of course, is uh, if any of you guys buy any shirts, if you don't mind, send me a picture of you wearing them. Uh, If you don't want your face included, that's also fine too. Uh, I just want to you know, show that the logo is out there in the world and that there's love and support out there. So I definitely want to give you guys a shout out if uh, if you guys buy, pick up some of the merch. Uh, if you guys want to support another creator, you guys can go and check out Joe over at Crypto Theology. Uh, there you'll find Alien, Cryptid, and Paranormal merchandise and shirts. Um, he's always ever-expanding, so I guarantee if you go on there, you'll find something that you like. And uh, everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is L-A-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, second time guest, paranormal investigator, Ben Stevenson. How's it going today, man? It's going great. It's so nice to be back, too. It's been a long time, man. It's, it was episode 11, and now we're on episode 100 and something. Like It's been almost a year, so it's kind of nice to kind of touch back up, um, have a little bit better sound quality, a little bit bigger of an audience to uh, hear all your different stories and everything. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun show, man. Yeah, I'm excited for... Anything that anyone wants to hear or you want to ask or I'm, I'm easy. I'm as easy as they come. <laughs> so uh, for anybody that didn't hear the very first episode or isn't familiar with who you are and what you do, uh, why don't you kind of give them an idea about uh, what exactly you do? Okay. So um, I founded uh, Central Utah Paranormal officially in 2019. I'm the lead investigator and founder, I guess you could say. Um, I started in about... 2016 more as a hobbyist like um you know just trying to get voices and people that don't really understand um some paranormal equipment i don't know if you use your video too Uh, i do do use video video? for the patreon so if you want to show stuff for that and then if there's anything that you really want the listeners to see i'll of course include it in the uh cover art for the episodes they can just click over and look at look at the cover art gotcha so when you first get into paranormal investigating and you're looking like, oh, like what equipment can I afford? Like, what should I try? And you always can find a pretty cheap um, digital recorder that is still pretty sensitive for like 30, 40 bucks. But every paranormal investigator video that you see when it's their first one, they're walking around with one of these 
which is a it's a K2 meter. It's a EMF meter for people who don't know. And at first, you just think everything's a ghost. So you're walking around like, oh, 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 I've, I've got one. I've got one right here. It's right here. I know it. But you don't understand that it's different frequencies that it's picking up. And you should use it more as like a finding things to debunk activity or different electrical issues in a house rather than, oh, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. I found one my first try because this bitch will go off everywhere. I mean, you get it next to a socket, it'll go off. If there's microphones, it'll go off. If um, walkie-talkies, electronics, like there's so many different things that set it off. But I really like using it when you're outside and, you know, there's like you're not in a house. You're not surrounded by all of this stuff that's going to interfere. But anyways, so yes, that's one of the first tools you get when you first start. But so I founded Central Utah Paranormal officially in 2019 with my original partner. His name was Randy. Uh, his name is Randy. He's still alive. <laughs> but I always wanted to do it. Like I had the website built. I had the logo. My wife made the logo for me. Like I had everything ready to go. I just needed someone weird enough to join me because like where I come from, most people like, not that they hide their interest in the paranormal, but in very religious communities, that everything's the devil and everything's Satan. And you're just gonna bring demons into your house if you do X, Y, and Z. And so I needed someone else like me that was weird enough to, to do it. And I found Randy and we started doing investigations after that. Um, he hasn't done many with me in the last couple of years, but I would still highly consider him a founder and, a person that also really helped us move forward and get the attention that we have today. So uh, when you first started paranormal investigating, um, what were some of the first like locations that you got to check out and like some of your first experiences at doing actually doing it and going out as a team? So my very first experience, I want to see if I still had, uh, I don't have my notes right here anymore. I used to have a little notebook right here that had all, I wrote down all my EVPs from all of my locations just so I could tell people better <laughs> when it came to those. But my very first location was actually just me and Randy and it was a uh, Fort Deseret. It's, uh, it's outside of Deseret, Utah. Um, it's kind of in the middle of the desert and it was built. Um, I'm going to give you rough estimates cause I haven't looked it up for a while but it was built around 1860 um, by local cowboys, soldiers, and their wives. Um, they were trying to build a fort to protect themselves because it was during some of the Native American wars and just some of the different um, things that were going on at that time. So they needed a place where they could retreat to to protect themselves if violence was brought towards them or if they were to become part of a war or something like that, but they stomped all of the mud mixed with hay and stacked that whole thing up. And somehow I don't, I mean, it's really hot here. So I don't know if they just like sun dried it, sun cooked it. If they used um, some way to um, cook the stone before they placed everything, 
the walls are only about five, six feet tall now, but in there, um, when they finished it, I mean, they were 10 foot walls, but we went there and we set up our stuff in the, uh, it would have been like a room where you would have kept like a cannon or something to that extent, like a, um, a defensive room. And this was our first time. So we, we had very limited stuff. I think we had a, an SB 11 spirit box. Um, I had one recorder. I had bought a used uh, periscope from Paranologies off of like eBay. We had very minimal things. I remember I took the, I had some motion lights that went down my stairs. It's like if, you know, you walk past it, it would turn on so you could see. And so I took those off <laughs> and was like, these will be my motion sensor lights. They're free. <laughs> like I bought them once. They're free now. And are those sensitive this, enough to actually work for that? Yeah, I found out that night. So it was kind of crazy. But so in this room, it was built. It wasn't a square and it wasn't a rectangle, but it was wider on one side than the rest and there was a doorway and the doorway was still holding like out of the mud and everything else and when we got there i was like hey like we're feeling good in this spot we're set up in here because i did the whole like walk around with the the emf reader and i'm like okay this is my first time but i i didn't get much and then um randy had bought himself one too his was a uh, more expensive one than this. I can't remember what his was called, like a tri-comp or a tri-meter. And so we're both just walking around with these at first. And then we settled in that area that I was describing. And we set up the spirit box. I set up my recorders. And there was another little window. And I put my periscope in that. And then I set up my motion sensor lights leading towards the door so i started at the door and put like one here and then like three more feet three more feet three more feet so my hopes i was like maybe we can get someone to walk through the doorway like join the conversation like let's go as far back as we can and let's invite whatever we can to come in here and have this conversation with us and we were both just trying out new things. You know, we were brand new. Like we'd watched all the shows and we didn't want to be, we didn't want to be fake. We wanted to show people what you could do on a budget that you, you know, that you could have this experience that you could do paranormal research and you didn't need to have Hollywood or millions of dollars to, you know, possibly set up a location because sadly there are many people that do that. Um, so we started our, I guess you could, we call it a session. We started our session and we are using the, the spirit box, the SB 11 and Randy starts asking questions and we put it on. So people that aren't familiar with an SB 11, um, there's, you can run AM and FM channels at the same time and you can make one run in reverse, one in forward. Like it has all of these different options, but you can also just put it on white noise and it's believed that the spirits can use that frequency in order to communicate with you. 
do they almost and like take the energy itself from that frequency and that's kind of like they're able to manipulate it a little bit easier is that kind of the idea yeah that's kind of the idea at least that's that's my understanding someone else can probably explain that a lot better than <laughs> i can but randy starts um asking the questions and he said something like Hey, you know, he, in, he introduced ourselves like we're not here to hurt you. We're just here to talk. And we had it on the white noise option. So there's just like a like a hiss kind of in the background that you can hear. And then in a woman's voice, clear as day, you hear you're here. And we both heard it like audibly. And we're like, oh, you know, so we're freaking out. And and Randy's like, so. I'll talk more about Randy after this. Randy's like, yeah, like we're here. Like we just, we just want to be friends. Like, can we, can we talk to you? And I can't remember her exact second response, but we are still on white noise and it was the same voice. And it was like, I'm happy or I'm glad. Like, and that was the last, that was the last voice that we got that night. And it was right at the beginning. And so we're like, okay, like, what do we do now? Like, we've been doing this for like, like, it probably took us 30 minutes to set up everything and walk around where we were. And by now it's dark because we got there right at sunset, like dusk sunset. The sun was already long gone and the, any light that was left was soon to be gone also. And God, what was the, we tried using, a, have you ever heard of a paratech? Uh, yeah, I believe so. But uh, for the listeners that aren't familiar, if you don't mind explaining it, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So a paratech is a, um, I don't like calling them a ghost hunting app, but that's kind of the best way to describe paratech it. Um, this is the newer version, but I don't even think you'd be able to see it on the camera. But paratech, I can kind of see it a little bit. How it's spelled out. But... So the original one, it's on like the third or fourth update now, but the original one, it was believed uh, it has millions of words in a database, in a databank. And it's believed, again, similar to the spirit boxes that spirits can use those words within that dictionary to create a conversation with you. And um, when I worked, when I practiced with it previously, like I put it on my phone on airplane mode. I did whatever I could to get rid of any outside sources, if that makes sense. And I did it with multiple ghost hunting apps because there's plenty of them. And you actually have to pay for the Paratech. I think it's like 10 bucks. And so anyways, I had played with this one a lot. And then it gives you a word bank at the end so you can screenshot it. Um, the new system just keeps a track of it for you and it will like copy it off into a document. But in the original one, it just kept those words in a bank. So you'd have to like switch from the, from asking questions or whatever, and then going back to the bank to see what your previous answers and things were. But anyways, we, I always get a uh, mixed, um, mixed ideas on it. And I'm just curious what your preference is, just, uh, just for the sake of asking, of course, but mm -hmm. a lot of, it seems like a lot of people don't prefer the phone apps just because, you know, mm -hmm. it could be possible that there's like something programmed into it, whatever. And then there's the other side of people that, you know, much rather prefer using like an actual spirit box. Oh, uh, what side of the fence mm -hmm. do you kind of sit on? What, what's like your preference or do you kind of like running both just to kind of see what you get? 
so when I, I, this was in its infancy when I was doing this investigation, but now I run both at the same time. And when you start getting the same answers coming from both, I feel like that's more of a testimony that those, that what you're getting at that time is true. How often does that happen to you using both of them? Uh, fairly often, not all the time. Like, um, generally there really has to be a significant presence in order to get both like basically on tune. And I actually have one of my partners, her name's Stephanie that comes out with me too. She has one on her phone and she'll turn it on and leave it somewhere else. Like, so it's not like within the same room. And then we'll look at her responses too. Cause it gives timestamps. Like it, it gives everything. That's the nice thing about the Paratech is it kind of helps you, um, with a timeline, um, and things like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was gonna say I hear a lot about a lot of people using like a multiple phones all at once or using multiple multiple spirit boxes. But honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think that I've talked to anybody else that uses both simultaneously. And I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. that other people haven't tried that, especially if you get results such as what you were saying, where you'll have yeah. both responding back the same. That's as far as I'm concerned, like almost like undeniable, mm-hmm. like proof that there is some kind of weird phenomenon happening. I mean, the explanation behind that, of course, is kind of still up in the air, but there is something for Mm -hmm. sure happening and it's documented, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, like if you watch the shows and everything, there's a device called the Oculus. I think they're on like the sixth version of the Oculus or Ovilus, sorry, Ovilus. And it does the exact same thing. It, It has millions of words in a word bank and a lot of people will say, oh, it's, it's only true if it's on, if it's on the Ovilus, but like the Ovilus one is like $300 and the Ovilus six is damn near grand. Like no one can, no one can afford that unless you have, you know, unless you got a show on TV and someone's paying for you to get that or buying it for you. There's no way in hell anyone on a budget is ever going to own an Ovilus. Unless you find a way to profit off of paranormal research. Yeah. There's no way in hell. (laughs) No way. Like even my PS SB 11 that I have, the only I got it for 30 bucks on eBay. They don't make them anymore. They're like over $200 now. And the only reason I got it for 20 bucks was because the person selling it had no idea what it was. And I was like, yes, mine. (laughs) That's like, buy now, buy now. (laughs) But anyways, was that the intended purpose for it? Or is it was intended for something else where this person may have just had it, use it for its intentional purpose. And then it just doubles out as also a ghost hunting tool. Um, I mean, you could use it as a radio. It's a very expensive radio because <laughs> you can you can make it stop on certain channels, and you could it has its own speaker. I mean, if they if they sold it for twenty bucks, they must not have been too concerned about it. Or yeah. assumably, you know, they got it from somebody else. Or yeah, they, I don't think they spent two hundred on it if they're selling it for twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I really think they just found it, like, or maybe someone passed away, and they were like, "Oh, we don't know what this is." It's there a radio. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, they must not have Googled it or anything. Cause I was like, yes. Cause at that time they were going for like 120 used. And this one was like, I mean, it was still in the box. Like it looked like someone had opened it and like checked it out, but that's, yeah, it was probably them. Like, Oh, what's this? You know, I don't know what this is. Sell it. But so anyways, we started, uh, we had Randy's stuff set up and had my phone on airplane mode 
and we start asking questions again and it starts like talking about randy specifically and starts saying things specifically about him and his life and he's like freaking out like and i'm like randy and randy was just literally like he was like i want you to talk to me i want you to touch me i want you to prove to me that you're here like he's he's one of those like really dramatic provoking it (laughs) yeah like not like mean provoking but just like can you like kick some dust can you pull on my shirt can you do something for me and then it started talking about him and he's like uh because it wasn't things that we had talked about and it wasn't even things that I knew. And then it said, Randy, his name. And he's like, Oh no effing way. And he like runs to the back. He's like, I don't know what to do. Oh, this is our first time. And so he's like, you know, you've got that rush. You're excited, but now it's talking about you. And now it's talking to you specifically. Like it kind of freaked him out. So then right after that, on the SB11, there's also a temp gauge, and it, it goes from, I think, negative. So it shows the change in temperature by negatives and positives. Like, I think it goes in two and a half or five degree increments. I, I'd have to look at it like, to be specific. But randy start we start talking to it again and we just have it on the white noise and we're using the the temperature gauge on it this time and you can't be holding it when you're using the temperature because it rates the temperature on of like of you and your hand so as you're holding it it'll like boop 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 like start showing a raise in temperature because you're you're adding your own body heat to it and so we set it over on the side and we're quite a few feet away and Randy starts talking like, hey, like, can you can you make an appearance? Like, can you let us know you're here? And the temperature drops and it makes this loud like sound when it drops. So there's a different sound for when it goes down to when it goes up. Assumably higher, lower pitch. Yeah. And so um, more of the except it's the opposite. That's kind of weird. I didn't think about that. So the higher pitch is for a drop in temperature and the lower pitch is for a raise in temperature. I didn't think about that. I was going to say, I would have assumed the opposite. That would have made sense. (laughs) So, and I don't know why that is because it'll be like, "Ah," like when it it drops really fast, it'll "Ah," like maybe it's because when it drops, it wants to sound high pitched like a ghost scream. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) It's associating it from the ghost perspective. And Randy was like, hey, like, do you think you could, you know, kind of doing the same thing, like very mild, like, hey, come over here, come talk to us, come through the door. And that, so now we're trying to get my, my motion lights to work. And it turned into the, hey, like, can you come through the door? Can you come see us? And then one lights up and we both are like, uh, can you keep coming? <laughs> and then the next one lit up. And I had like four or five out and only the first three lit up. And then it was like, it retreated. So we, we get it to the third light. And then Randy, like he kind of laughs. Um, and it pissed it off, whatever it was. And all of a sudden the temperature thing just starts like freaking out and randy's like i'm sorry i didn't mean that disrespectful like i just thought it was ironic 
that you were walking towards us. And and then it ah, starts freaking out again. He's like, okay, we've been here a while. Are you just annoyed? Do you want us to leave? And then the sound stops. And he's like, so was that a yes? Ah! <laughs> and it goes off again. <laughs> so we're like, okay, like that's our that's our cue. And we packed up all of our stuff and that was my our very first investigation as a team, which was team me and Randy at that time. But so um kind of building into the whole paranormal idea. So I, obviously nobody really knows the answer to it, but when it comes to like your understanding of the other side or um, I guess like at least from your experiences, like what do you, what do you kind of view the other side as? Do you think that it's like actual like human spirits? Do you think it's there's like more of like an interdimensional factor to it? Or like I'm sure your, your opinion changes, of course, constantly with more mm-hmm. with more stuff presented to you. But like where do you kind of sit with that now? Yeah. Um, so far, I guess where I sit as far as human spirits and this is coming from just lots of different experiences, but I feel that the deceased spirit world, if you'd like to call it that or realm, um, everyone has different words, um, is all around us. And I had one experience that really solidified that for me. Cause that was kind of always my thoughts. Like, okay, people are seeing spirits. People have these abilities to like, psychics or mediums like the legitimate ones have this ability to see your loved ones um hear the messages that they have for you um maybe they aren't really reaching that far into another realm maybe they're just right here with us and um i had a particular experience um it had to have been about three and a half years ago or so um this was a client that asked for um, some anonymity. He lets me tell the story. He just didn't ever want people to just show up at his, um, his location, his business trying to, you know, do what we do without permission or without even knowing him. He was, he's actually a family friend of mine was how I got involved with his situation. But, um, if you don't mind, I'll I'll talk about that if you're... Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear. I'm sure the listeners cool would, too. That. Okay, so... Um, so before we get into that, I'll just say this one thing that is actually a myth that a lot of... I mean, it's not always a myth, but it can be. It's not always 100% true. Um, there's a lot of people that think that when there are spirits around that it's always cold and damp and dark and scary. And it's not always cold. It's not always scary. It's not always the middle of the night. It's not always three o'clock in the morning. Like there is a lot of stuff that can happen um, during the day and things that you can validate in a haunting during the day that you may not be able to validate, validate at night. And so saying that, going into this investigation we got there um, pretty late um the owner's um daughter-in-law was the one that contacted me i went to school with her and she was like hey like my father-in-law is having all this weird stuff happen at his work he says it's been happening like since he was a kid and it's never really bothered him 
So he would hear, so now like in his adult years, he's probably in his early sixties. Um, he would hear people call his name when no one else was there. Um, he would hear uh, different voices, um, people running around. Um, when his kids started to grow up and work in his business, they would turn on music and kind of drown it out because they would, they had had experiences too, but that was how they dealt with it. They just got rid of the situation. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You couldn't hear it. You couldn't hear it. It didn't bother you. I just laid out of mind. Yeah. But then it started talking to his grandkids that were like young toddler age. And he was like, okay. Yeah. Like I, I don't know how I feel about that anymore. I didn't really care about my kids, but I care about my grandkids (laughs) (laughs) was basically what he said. And so anyways, um, he's telling us that the kids are starting to get scared. And, um, so I'm like, okay, like, no, it sounds like, you know, you have some legitimate stories. Like let's, let's try it out. And so the daughter-in-law came along and Randy and myself. And we, I mean, this place was enormous. I mean, a facility that's probably three quarters of the size of a football field. I mean, just, um, he kind of worked in not really a butcher shop, but a place that like took care and processed animals for farms or for like people that go hunting, things like that. So not really a meat packing plant and not really a meat processing plant. Just, just some local little small thing for just small, small groups of people. Yeah. Nothing, nothing franchised and nothing big. Um, and so he, he was like, Hey, I want this place to be quiet. He's like, you hear it when it's quiet. And he's like, I can shut off all the power to the building, but it will leave you in like complete darkness. And there was no windows in this place unless you were like on the outskirts. But at that point it was, you know, it was late anyway. So there was no light in this place. And so we set some stuff up in different places and um, we have the daughter-in-law in one of the rooms and she's, um, just kind of sitting by one of our night vision cameras and looking at, I had a, another camera set up in another room where some of the experiences had happened that she could watch um, through a Wi-Fi that was built into the, the camera that I could receive on my phone. So she's kind of doing surveillance in there. And I'm over clear on the other side of this building, but it is so quiet. You can hear anyone like if anyone starts to speak or yell you can hear everything it's amazing acoustics in this building and weird what well, windows happens to do where <laughs> it just echoes sound yeah. inside or you can hear everything <laughs> yeah and i hear this ben ben get in here now and i'm like okay so i'm like running with my flashlight through this building that i've just now been in like i can't just you know get there quickly and i get there and um randy's like I just got something. And I'm like, okay, like what'd you get? And he pulls out his recorder and if I can find the video to it, I'll send it to you. I don't have it on this computer. It's on my other hard drive. Even if you but, find it on YouTube too, I can uh, put it in the show description. If the listeners want to go check it out. Okay. But you hear this, um, Randy had one of those, I mean, it was meant to record like guitar, 
like acoustic music. It was an amazing recorder. It probably cost him like 400 bones. It was an amazing recorder. I was very envious of it for a very long time. <laughs> and so he could pick up just all kinds of stuff on this thing. And he's like, but I heard it like right here. Like I heard it audibly. It was loud. And the recorder, it had a playback option, but the speaker was just tiny. So I carried around a Bluetooth uh, speaker in one of my pockets. And so we get it all plugged in and it starts off and you hear Randy walking around and he's doing his usual. Hey, it's me, Randy. I'm just here to talk to you. I don't want to be mean or scare you away. And he hears this like right at the, right by his face. And he's like, oh, oh. and so then he calls me and we listen to it over and over and over and over again. And it's just this weird grunt. And I forgot to mention that the, the business owner left after he um, let us in. Um, he, he peaced out. He's like, he's like, I really don't want to be here. Like what you find out, like, let me know. Like I'll come back in a few hours, whatever. And uh, we hear one of the doors open and, Oh, wait, no, let me back up. Sorry. Back up. So we break out some dousing rods and I start trying to use them to ask questions and they don't work, which has never happened. It's they've never not worked for me. And I was like, okay, you don't want to talk to me. Um, and then the daughter-in-law was like, Hey, can I try? I was like, yeah, of course. Like, this is how you do it. Didn't work for her. And while she was handing them back to me, we hear a sound come from the front of the building and it was the owner and he comes in and he's just like, so this is really weird, but I got home and I keep having this really strange premonition that I need to be here. So I came back and we were like, we were all unexpected, you know, like, Oh, like, okay. Like that's interesting. Like, I assumed he got like a hitchhiker or something. You guys weren't getting any activity because they just followed him home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, no, it's like, he's like, I can't explain it. It was just like an overwhelming feeling that I should be here and not at my house. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we were like, oh, okay, well, we just got this. And Randy plays it for him. And he's like, oh, it kind of sounds like a grumpy old man. It's like, oh. Yeah, just that, like a grunt, like, oh, like, oh, you're here again. Like, oh, (laughs) was kind of how he took it as sounding. And after he said that, I was like, no, like, he's got a point. That's what that sounds like. It's something that's like annoyed with us or it doesn't want us. It wants someone else. Well, apparently it wanted him. And so Randy was like, Ben, you're really good with your dousing rods. He's like, I know they weren't, they just weren't working. But now that he's here, why don't you um, hold the dousing rods and we'll have him ask the questions. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's a good idea. And he was like, yeah, like I'll, I'll do whatever. And 
I've had other people have really weird experiences during dowsing rods. Like sometimes it'll get very emotional or overwhelming or they'll get scared. And so I have a, like my sign is this, like if you want to stop the session or you're done, you don't want to move on. You don't want to go any further. Just, just move your hand across your throat. Just I, I'm done. Kill it. We're done. And so I told him, I was like, Hey, if this gets uncomfortable in any way, if this works, just, just do that for me. And he's like, okay, I can do that. And so anyways, we, I break out the dousing rods and we are still, um, I was able to manipulate my, my IR night vision just enough that if I, like I held my flash, like a IR flashlight with my neck and I had it aimed towards the ground and my camera behind me because of the way I was facing, uh, you couldn't see me or the rods well on camera. You could just see my back. And so doing that, it cast the rods shadow on the ground. So I was able to get the, the yes and no answers that way from casting the shadow onto the ground. What's the signal my, for yes and no, just so the listeners are familiar? Yeah, so no is uh, they, they, they remain parallel. And if you ask another question, the next answer is still no. They'll kind of vibrate a little bit or shake, but they still stay um, parallel. And if the answer is yes, then they cross um, as, a, as an X in front of you. Gotcha. And that's, uh, that's universal, assumably, right? It's not like, uh, you go up to the, to, uh, something on the other side and say, all right, do this for this and this for this. That's just universal with dowsing rods. Correct. As far as I know, that's how I've, that's the only way I've ever seen them used. Like I have other stories about dowsing rods, but this one's one of my favorites. So anyways, um, we get started and I, I do the, like, I always start the same way. Hey, my name's Ben. Um, in order for us to speak to you, I need to teach you how to use these. I need you to um, cross the rods for yes, and instantly they, like, move to yes. And I was like, okay, we're, we're going somewhere. And I was like, okay, can you uncross them? And they uncross them. I'm like, okay, when they're uncrossed, that'll be the answer for no. Cross the rods for yes if you understand that the rods parallel means no. Then they cross, and then you go from there. And I say it a lot better when I'm on a location. <laughs> I can't think of the exact words when I'm trying to think of it on the spot. I was going to say, it sounded but, like the ghost was like, all right, I've done this before. Like you're trying to go through the tutorial. Like, I gotcha. Let's ask the questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he starts asking the questions and he's like, okay, like, hey, you got to like, I told him before they got to be yes or no like questions. They can't be like open-ended questions. They got to be yes or no questions for this to work particularly. And he said something like, do I know you? And they crossed for yes. And I'd say, okay, thank you at the end of each response. And then they would go back to being parallel. And uh, I'm trying to remember which questions he asked in a row, but it was like, um, are you a family member? Or first it was like, are you a friend? And they just kind of shook parallel. I was like, okay, that's a no. And is, are you a family member? And they cross for yes. And they uncross. And he's like, mom? And they just kind of shake. I'm like, okay, that, that was a no. And he's like, dad? And they cross for yes. And like, you know, instantly, like the emotions just all come, come in. And like, like, you know, like how long have you been here? 
Um, and I'm like, okay, like, no, like, yes or no questions. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, is there something you want me to know? And it's like, yes. And um, what were some of the other questions? Just a side quick question too. Was mm-hmm. his yeah. son the one that started this business or was it the father that had started the business? Was, was, was that kind of his attachment or was it just through the so, son? It was the father's father. So he's like, he was the third generation owner. So they were instilled in that, business. in that building and that foundation. Then. Yeah. 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 And the crazy thing too, was his mother died on in that area due to a, uh, ATV accident. His father died on that same land from cancer. Like he had multiple deaths, family deaths happen on this plot of land because like everything was there. Like like his business was there. He had houses there. He had family there. Like it was a big family operation, I guess you could say. And all of a sudden, I just remember getting really, really warm. This was a very, this was a first for me. And it just felt like you were in the presence of someone that you hadn't seen for a long time, someone that you really loved and you really cared about. And just that, that euphoria that you get when you hug that person that you haven't seen for a long time, it was like being encompassed in this invisible love that no words can express and like everyone in the room was just like tearing up or crying or fighting off tears and ultimately after he had asked all his questions he he couldn't he couldn't ask anymore he just became too overcome with emotion and going back through um, the evps and everything his dad just wanted him to know that he loved him he was proud of him and that he was doing everything that he needed to do like at that time in his life with that business in his personal life. I don't know exactly what that meant to him. I'm sure that coming from the older generation too, he was probably one of those like hard ass dads that just something as simple as that just wasn't able to say that to his son in in life. So he needed to Mm -hmm. stay around just to be able to say it in the afterlife. Yeah. And when I passed all of that, information that i was able to get on he i mean he just bawled like grown man totally grown man just bawled but i think you hit the nail on the head it was um maybe dad died before he could express that to his son or he was just one of those hard-ass dads that just never said i love you or i care about you or a good job you were always just expected to have a certain kind of behavior and you weren't told when you were doing things that were good or bad, <laughs> but <laughs> mostly bad, I guess. But so, yeah, I can't remember exactly where I was going with that at the beginning, but that was the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we were talking about just, uh, the paranormal in general and kind of like an idea of like what we really think the other side might be. And you were oh, kind of mm-hmm. saying about, you know, how yeah. you believe it was ghosts. Um, and it's actually like the spirits of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I like always like to eat. Things can be multiple things when it comes into different phenomenon. Um, of yeah. course, like I always like to address the fact that there are some weird experiences that happen where it's definitely a connection with something from the other side. And that could, I mean, even link into just like, people just kind of like transcending past like their 
physical body to go into another world. And it may not be like how good ghosts, like how people like kind of imagine it to be. And also on another side too, depending on where it's at, different locations, um, you know, different thinnings of the veil, um, it could also be kind of like an interdimensional factor that comes into it. But again, I like to kind of just speculate and bounce around ideas because until we're able to actually sit down and start recording everything and really develop it into a science, it's going to be one of those things that's always, uh, kind of up in the air. And uh, as far as like things kind of becoming a science, um, of course, part of that is having a constant, having kind of like a process for investigating. So when it comes to you, at least, um, what's kind of like your process as far as like when you go into a location, do you do a bunch of research on the location and history of the location before you go in? Or do you kind of like go in, see what you're going to experience and kind of ask around depending on where what the situation calls for? And then also... um, other than EVP, is there any other things that you record and keep data on to try to kind of maybe start to understand the phenomenon coming from like another perspective? Yeah. Um, so I guess our process is we are more, we are uh, uh, communication based, if that makes sense. Generally, when we go in, um, like for the for the initial investigation, so we've done the research, we've interviewed the people in the home um, or the business, like whatever the, the situation was. We've gathered the information that we can, but the thing that I like to hold off for is I like to learn about the location in the area, but I don't want them to tell me their experiences right off the bat if I can help it. Like if I'm just doing a consultation, that's different because they kind of have to you know, you kind of have to receive that information to give them um, ideas of what they can do to move forward. But when I get to a location, I really just like to be like, okay, like, do you mind if we walk around um, your home first or your business so we can kind of get a feel for the energy here and maybe see what we can pick up on ourselves? And then I'll walk around with a notebook and I'll write down, okay, like this room like definitely something here or I felt this, I felt that. And then right in the areas that you don't feel anything. And then I like to go through a second time and see if I can clarify those areas that I felt with um, electronics, with either EMF readers, dowsing rods. Um, I have all kinds of other devices that I have now after years of collecting and wasting money. (laughs) (laughs) But so it seems like when it comes to your investigations, it's more so that you, um, <clears throat> rather than going and specifically checking out locations that you know are haunted, you more so come at it from the perspective of doing like consultations and helping people out when they contact you because they're dealing with a haunting situation. Yeah. Generally, we, we don't do a lot of... Um, when we first started, we did a lot of um, outdoor investigations or historical sites, and it was more to kind of hone in our skills and to, you know, to see what was out there. We'll still go do it every once in a while, you know, but we really like to focus on helping people in their homes that are actually suffering suffering from a haunting or paranormal activity. I'm sure it's one of those things, too, that once you're, you're kind of in an area for a while and you check out all the historic areas and location, it gets to a point where you really have to, like, drive to go out. You kind of run out of those, like, yeah. historic locations, and it's, you know, you, you kind of push your interest more so into, like, the people coming for help aspect because there's always new stuff popping up coming from that. Totally. And so the third time I go around, I like to go around with them and I'm like, okay, 
So, and then they'll run you through like, okay, this room, and you're looking at your notes, and you're like, oh, okay, yep, I have, you know, I felt nasty here, I I have notes that my different meters and things went off here. Um, so generally, if you're trying to be in tune with the energies that are there, you're able to pick up on them yourself too. Because like, have you ever just been somewhere, like gone into a store or gone into a home and you're just like, oh, like, I don't want to be here any longer than I have to be. Like you can just kind of pick up on that energy that's there. I mean, coming from like a perspective of there be always being stuff around us that we're not fully visible. It's not fully visible or not fully capable of fully experiencing. I almost feel like things like that are almost like a sixth sense because animals clearly have them. Mm -hmm. So humans have to have them to some capacity. It's just a matter of we've kind of pushed that away as we've kind of advanced more in technology, but it's, it still sits there Mm -hmm. residually. It's like a sixth sense. Yeah. And there's, I've had other investigations too that like they're like yeah my dog won't even go downstairs and they'll send me a picture of like them at the bottom of the stairs and their dog like looking at them and like shrinking down like i'm not going down there i've I've never seen a dog flick somebody off before but this picture (laughs) (laughs) yeah like but so anyways going back so after we've kind of verified the different areas and stuff then we're like okay um, if we still have time at that time or if they're okay with it, we'll set up our things then and kind of get right into it. Um, some people prefer like, um, like some places they'll have like, this only happens at this time of day. Like it never happens any other time of day. So those ones are like very case specific. Like I want you here between the hours of like one and two to see what this is. But so some people are specific on the times that they want you to be there, things like that. But generally we just get going right after that and usually just start picking stuff up like crazy. But like I was saying earlier, we are more communications based. So we try and find out what it is, why it's there, try and get like a name so we can do some kind of research afterwards, find some history um, sometimes if it's a family home, they have um, like family journals or genealogy that they can trace back. And now there's like, uh, what's it called? Ancestral quest. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so much easier for them to be like, oh, well, let me just look at this and they can type in a name and it'll pull up that name in their family tree. So it's like, in that sense, it's kind of interesting how that helps in an investigation as well. But do you have uh, like a medium or anything like that that's involved with your team or do you have anybody that you guys like call in after you kind of figure out what's going on to kind of help the person like push along or if it's something like a little bit more on the darker side to try to like remove it from the house? So we, um, we, have, we all have our own different backgrounds. Um, Stephanie is, uh, I can't remember exactly what specific practice she is, but she's Wiccan. Um, uh, Randy had a Catholic, um, like growing, grew up Catholic. Um, I grew up, um, Mormon. Um, there's many of us that have different, um, I guess, belief systems and the way that we grew up, but I always ask them, like, what do you prefer? Like, we've had um, people that are Indian and they would prefer a shaman. We've had people that are Catholic and would prefer a priest. We've had, you know, like there's 
all these different avenues and I've maintained at least with the ones that are around here, a good relationship with them. And I can just be like, Hey, like this person is wondering if you can come and stop by and talk to them. Like here's their phone number. If you could call and set up a time with them so you can come and pray or do whatever it is that they want to do. Because in my opinion, that should be their decision. Um, if they want something specific done, like Stephanie will burn sage and, try and cleanse the home that way. Um, I would give a, a blessing on the home for myself, like a, a home blessing, which would cast out anything evil. Um, with, I mean, really all I've ran into around here is mostly people just want um, their home saged and then progress and see how things go on in the future. I don't have a specific medium right now. I do have friends that are mediums, but not any that can like come there and assist them and like talk to them in that sense, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, you're kind of, you're giving people access to kind of hit it from all different angles because again, it, it's yeah. a matter of perspective when it comes to a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff and um, yeah. kind of connecting into that too. Uh, I'm sure that everybody kind of, depending on your belief system, there's something beyond the whole aspect of just spirits when it comes to the uh, to the other realm. Like some call them demons. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to others, there's like a whole different vast world of different entities and different beings. And uh, along yeah. your journey of investigating the paranormal and the strange, um, have you encountered anything that kind of you feel is beyond like a like a ghost of like a family member or anything like that? Only once have I, I've only had one like gross experience, I guess, while, while investigating, I had experiences previously, like well before I was doing what I'm doing now, but, um, while doing investigations, there was one house that we did, um, (sighs) trying to think how, how long ago it was. It was probably about, about three years ago. And she had a a police investigation going on because she thought someone was stalking her. She would come home, her freshly like folded laundry would be thrown all over the house. Uh, She would come home and her fridge door would be open and food would be spilled out onto the floor. Um, She had these different just kind of like scary instances and so she contacted the sheriff's office and they set up some cameras outside her house. Like, let's, let's see if we can see someone coming in or out. And so she would prepare her house, clean her house and she would leave and she would come home and call me like, Hey, like it happened again. Someone's been in my house again. And so the deputy would go collect the cameras. Like no one, no one went in your house. These were just positioned and, outside. I'm assuming, right? They didn't put any cameras yeah, inside the house. And, it, and that's why I was so mad. <laughs> right? I was so mad. You have no even idea. Even coming from a cop too. So, how many stories have you heard of people like yeah. living in people's attics or like being inside yeah. the house and never leaving? Like <laughs> it's yeah. even more horrifying. And so like the, the deputy told her, he was like, Hey, like, do you know Ben? She was like, I was afraid of that. She's like, I'd rather have a stalker. (laughs) But anyways, um, as the deputy was going through the footage, like he went through it really quick because, you know, you're just looking at one door, like entrances. And he noticed something that one of the 
faucets outside turned on by itself and it flooded her yard. <laughs> and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> like there is no way that this is real. And so anyways, she called me. Well, he was, he called me first. He's like, Hey, this gal might be giving you a phone call. This is kind of the, like what I can tell you about what we've done so far. And I'm like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, why didn't you put a camera inside? <laughs> at least on the fridge or something. Like at least in one oh. of the high traffic areas. I was so mad. I was so mad. But anyways, cause no one told me about it until after that. Yeah. Anyways, so she calls me and she's like, hi, so, and I'm like, okay, like, let's, let's set something up for, I remember, I think I was on night shift, so I couldn't come over that night. And I was like, Hey, I'm off tomorrow. Let's, let's do this tomorrow. She's like, okay. And so I get a phone call later that afternoon, the next day, and she's freaked out. And I'm like, Hey, like what's going on? She's like, she's like, I had to leave last night. Um, my, my kids are with my parents. I'm staying with my boyfriend. Like I, I had to leave the house and I'm like, okay, like what happened? She's like late in the evening. I can't remember exactly what time it was. My guess would have been in between two and four o'clock in the morning, which is kind of that time of the morning for weird shit to happen sometimes. But her daughter can't remember how old her daughter was then her daughter was probably two because i think now she's about five and she woke up in the middle of the night to her daughter saying mom mom and so mom comes into to the room and she's just holding on to her crib and she said she was just like white knuckled onto her crib this little girl was just terrified and she's like what's wrong sweetheart and she just points her finger in the corner of the room and she says mommy girl scary and she's like what i get goosebumps every time i talk about that story (laughs) and she's like okay f this takes her and she had like a nine month old too at the time and she's like nope we're going to grandma's house and so she loaded up her kids called in sick from work took her kids to her parents house and waited till the afternoon when she knew i'd be awake to call me and I was like, okay, like, um, let's, let's get all this stuff set up. And so I only, I only knew the one story. I knew that there was some things that had been going through her clothing and sometimes in her kitchen that her fridge would be opened and stuff would be out of her fridge. That was really the only information that I went in knowing. And so we got there, um, I walked around the house and I was like, okay, it was something super heavy in the basement was down there. It was like a really old house. So it was more like a, how they used to have those underground, like fruit cellars, like just super damp, cold, no, no air movement, just where people used to keep their food storage, I guess, back in the, in the forties. But got something down there i got something in the kitchen i got something down the hallway i got something in her daughter's closet and um just throughout the house and about then stephanie got there and she was um like helping me set up and i was like hey like do you want to go walk around the house and she's like yeah yeah i'll go walk around real quick and so she walks around and 
Um, she has a little, uh, like a recorder that's a watch that she likes to use. So in case she can pick up any EVPs or conversations, like especially if you're asking questions, you want to know what that question was when you got that EVP response. But she goes throughout the house and she's like, basement, there's something in that basement right now. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's go to the basement. And we did an EVP session and um, got crazy voices that we didn't get to really hear until we analyzed everything the next day. Um, but when Stephanie was asking questions, it was this crazy deep voice and it was like, joke that bitch, kill her, shut her up. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And so we're like, you know, f- this is the next day and we're listening to this stuff. I'm like, holy shit. When you hear stuff this like that, it's insane. like, do you even tell the client at that point? Like, especially if they're already that horrified. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be very sensitive about how you go about that. But with her, I was like, hey, we got some stuff. Um, this is what we think you should do. Like, um, we think that your house needs a cleansing. Um, she decided she wanted a blessing on the home and she asked me if I could just do that. Um, which I did. And in that recording, uh, we got a voice of a name and it was insane. And I thought it was a different language. Um, it said, uh, in, in that crazy, scary voice, it said, Quarin, like Quarin, <laughs> what? And it was spelled like when I spelled it out the best I could, it was like Q U E R E N. And I sent it to, um, one of my friends that's a demonologist, like, a she studies everything like the Catholic church, demonology, um, the paranormal. She, she really reminds me of, um, Lorraine Warren, mm-hmm. like a modern day Lorraine Warren. And so I sent this stuff to her and she's like, okay. Um, so you blessed the house. And like, she asked me everything I did and I was like, yeah, like this is everything that we did. Um, she hasn't expressed anything bad since, but so she looks up this name and it is a demon who hides itself amongst good spirits so that can, it cannot be found. <laughs> and so when we blessed the house, the things that were good felt peace to leave. And it was pissed. Like just crazy stuff happened. So anyways, we came to find out um, later on after we had blessed the home. Um, now she was feeling better. Her kids were feeling better or she was feeling safer with having our kids there, but her boyfriend was super uncomfortable and he did not like it there. And all of a sudden, like all this peace, he couldn't handle this peace and he left her and it left completely. There was nothing after that. So, so it sounds like it attached I'm, itself to him. I'm 99% <laughs> positive that it was attached to him or he was doing something in that home that had brought this evil presence there. And it was thriving off of all of this goodness, you know, the children, 
Good old her. hitchhiker. <laughs> yeah. And then when everything that was good was gone, it, he couldn't handle being there anymore. And he, he had to leave. Whew. So that's the craziest one I have, <laughs> at least while I've, while I've been investigating at least. Well, I guess that's a good spot to kind of leave it because I know that you uh, said you're a little bit limited on time today. But of course, before we get out of here, I got a couple last minute questions. Uh, one of which is, I know that we were talking before the show and you said that uh, just due to work and everything going on in personal life, you haven't had too much time to investigate as of recently, um, but you're kind of starting to get back on your, you know, back to your kind of schedule. Uh, do you have anything that you got coming up in the future that... Uh, Anything interesting? Any historical sites you might be checking out, or just any any cool work you wanna you wanna give a shout out to? Um. So, uh, yeah, the place I'm hoping to do next. Um, I've actually been working on, like, I guess my the work that I've always wanted to complete, and I want to finish it before um, I end my. Not that I'll end my career as a paranormal investigator, but I want to do it while I'm younger. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a block in town. And everything is it's just haunted. Everything there is haunted. Like there's an old schoolhouse. There's the original state capitol building when Fillmore was the state capital of Utah before they changed it to Salt Lake. Um, there's all these individual buildings. But on the very far corner, there it was originally the hospital and the morgue. If you look at the building from the air, it was a giant H. And that was how the helicopter knew where to go when it got to the town. It would look for the H and know that that's where the hospital was. And that's where it would land to take patients other places, things like that. But the light they've now they've turned it into a library and city offices. And the morgue is now like filing and storage. (laughs) Shocker there. They seem to always turn these old buildings into things like this. (laughs) Yeah. And they so they had all this weird stuff happening at the library so they set up a camera in there one of the cleaning people set up a camera in there one night and because every time they'd get there they'd have to clean up all these books it was like someone just they complained so like you guys have got to at least clean up after your children if you bring them to work you know like don't just let them make this mess and leave it for me every night and so she leaves this camera up and the camera's going and it like, like cuts out books all over the floor when it cuts back to, to being able to see again. And she's like, what? That just shows the energy burst that it sucked the energy out of the camera to release that much energy to throw the books everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, there's just crazy stuff going there. So the next place I've been invited to do is, um, is the, now used to be hospital now library and city offices so i'm excited to do that next when do you uh think that um all the listeners anybody that starts to follow your page might be able to start seeing work for uh for that coming out uh, we were supposed to start it in february and that's when my job uh, required me to work more so i am hoping no later than june is when I want to really be able to dive in and it'll be easier in the summertime because their hours are different because they'll close earlier and they're open earlier in the morning and closed earlier in the day. So it'll give us more time to go in, do some things, clean up and do that on a few like multiple nights. Perfect hours for a paranormal investigator. (laughs) Yes. I'm, I'm very excited. So I hope that it continues to follow through. 
And then uh, before we get to the words of wisdom, for anybody that wants to come and follow your work and, of course, keep tabs on all of this, where can they come and find all your work at? So the best place to find all of our our work or our content is on our Instagram, which is central.utah.paranormal. And on there, we have a link tree that will send you to our uh, our team store. If you ever wanted to buy one of our team shirts, um, we have our links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our our podcasts. Everything is right there on the link tree on our Instagram, and that's also where we post most of our um, small bits of in, our small bits of investigation video. So you're able to see the EVPs and see the things see things move. Um, there's one particular one that we recently had that is a scare bear, which is a motion detector bear that we have sitting on a chair. And um, we start seeing all these orbs come in, which a lot of people are like, Hey, that's dust, but they all converged on the teddy bear. So you watch them all like going into the teddy bear. And then this British um, voice that we picked up as an EVP says, Oh, pardon me, sir. As they're like, like swarming into this teddy bear. So our Instagram is where you'll be able to see videos and research like that. And of course, I will include all of those uh, links down in the show description. And also, uh, I didn't think about mentioning in the beginning of the show, but if anybody wants to go back and listen to the first episode you were on, uh, down where your links are, I'll also include a link to that first episode. So it's quick and easy for everybody to find. And, uh, before we get out of here, I always like to leave things on a high note. So if there's any words of wisdom that you could bestow on the listeners, uh, what would it be? Um, I think for me specifically, um, if you want to be a paranormal investigator, this is something that you've wanted to do. This is something that you're interested in. It's not hard to get started. And really, the only thing you need to get started is a digital recorder and a camera. It doesn't even have to have night vision. You can tape a flashlight to the side of it and still get some pretty good nighttime video until you can afford something better. But my, my advice would be just don't, don't let fear hold you back. It's not as scary as you think it is. I was going to say perfect advice for, I'm always kind of telling people this too, that, uh, if you don't get out there and do it, then you're never going to do it. So you just got to initiate and make that first step and don't let anything hold you back. If it's something that you want to do, like just literally just go do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll find a way to make stuff work. And, uh, with that, man, I appreciate you making the time to come back onto the show again. And I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to talk to you again in the near future after you do some more paranormal investigating on these uh, locations that you were mentioning. And uh, this, is always, this has been great, man. It's been really nice catching back up with you. Yeah, it's good to catch up with you, too. Always fun to be back on here. If you guys enjoyed the show... And you guys enjoy any of the episodes, of course. Don't forget to uh, leave a five-star review or rating. Uh, if you guys do that on iTunes, of course, I will read it out on the show and give you guys a shout-out. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through Instagram, or you guys can shoot me an email at inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com, or you can go to the link tree and fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email. Uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, it seems like everything goes to the spam or junk folder that I send out, so make sure that uh, you keep your eyes there and make sure that nothing gets uh, missed or thrown away in the garbage, of course. Uh, everything I mentioned, all available under the link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcast. And with that, 
Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.